Thanks, Sarah. Thanks. Super fun to see so many people join us tonight. We're really, really happy that you joined us for Healthy Together time. And we'd especially like to welcome the challengers of the Choose Your Heart Challenge, who may not, maybe this is your first time on our Healthy Together um, time. So happy to have you here. And if you haven't joined the challenge yet, it's not too late. So we'll drop in the chat how you can sign up and get the app and start joining us on our challenge. And you can share it with a few people too. It's for anybody. So we're going to start the night off and Sarah's got some great presentation for us. All right. Oh, Thumbs sorry, up. I forgot one. Sorry, Sarah, before oh. you start, I forgot one important announcement. This weekend, we are actually doing Choose Your Mindset like a workshop, and we're going to do it both virtual and live. So if you're in the Utah and like Utah County area, they're, they're going to do it live at the Smithson's house. But if you're not, don't worry, you won't, you will still get to participate. We're also going to stream it to some multiple locations. And, and in some locations, there's actually going to be live locations too. So we can also drop that in the chat, the places you can find um, where there might be a location close to you. I know I'm hosting one in Boise, pretty sure there was one in St. George, Colorado, lots of places. So make sure you look for that. And it's going to be a workshop to improve your mindset skills, brain, like make sure you have a journal handy, be ready to, um, you know, it's going to be from 10 to noon mountain on Saturday. So you can either attend in person if you live in Utah County or online, or maybe there's a location close to your house where we're doing a satellite location. So you can check out that out too. So, okay, now take it away, Sarah. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Gretchen and I have worked together for so long and I love that we get to do this tonight. Um, it, it, this is such a cool program because it's lifelong and the things that we're going through tonight, these are things that we still need to know. Um, and so we're just reinforcing these habits. And I know a lot of you are probably familiar already with our system, but I wanted to just do a quick check. So if you feel like there's something that's lacking with you or your program or your results, which of these four elements might you want to plug in more? So the most important thing for me, because I am one, is the coach. You get a free coach. I'd never had a free coach before. This is completely free to you. It's someone who is committed to healthy habits. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means that we are trying to grow right alongside with you. And we have found in our company that clients who use their coach, even just for a once a week call, just five minutes, are seeing results twice as quickly as those who are not. So if you're not taking advantage of that free resource, it's going to help you create mindfulness, which is what we're talking about tonight. Then we've got our education system. And it does not matter how fancy your car is. If you don't have gas in the tank, it's not going anywhere. And that's what the education system is all about. This is a by your own pace guided system that's going to teach you how to increase your health in all the non-fueling areas of your health, your sleep, your social eating, your mindfulness, long-term exercise. So go through at your own pace, but do go through it. I know when I first got these books, I was like, ah, they're huge. But then I started going through them and it's incredible information. There's no rush. Just do a page at a time, whatever works for you. But this is what's going to get your car from A to B. Now, the community is great. You guys know that you're on this right now. We've got Facebook groups. We've got webinars. If you're in a place where you feel like you just don't have the support you need, guess what? You can jump in. You can be a part of this community. Be with people who are trying to work. Maybe not everyone around you thinks it's cool to be healthy. Maybe everyone around you has toxic habits. You can create your own protective circle of community um, with our Optavia systems. And so thank you for joining us. And then, of course, our feelings. You know, we want to make it simple. We want to make it easy. We want to make it safe for you to get to your healthy weight. And so even if you don't know anything about healthy nutrition, these are tools that you can use from day one that are going to get your body healthy. And then as you progress through our system, you're learning more and more and more and learning to do more on your own. 
but our fueling technology makes it accessible for anyone to be able to have success with our programs. So I'm very excited about that. And we're gonna go ahead and jump into our topic tonight of um, how to create that healthy mindset through self-awareness. So let's go ahead and jump right into that. Okay, thanks, Sarah. So let's first start talking about our brain. So imagine that there's a triangle and on the bottom of the triangle is the basal ganglion of the brain. It's the oldest part, which automates all the things we do. So sometimes we call it the lizard part of the brain. It takes care of our automatic functions like breathing, moving, seeing basic instincts like hunger, thirst, and survival. If you were to move up that triangle, the next brain, brain the second part of the triangle is the limbic system, or better known as the emotional center, or Dr. A likes to talk about it as a Labrador. Those nice, fun, like just emotional, you know, loving Labrador. So this region allows us to have emotions and is a much richer experience. Now, the top of the brain of the triangle would be the human thinking brain. So that's the human what makes us different than Labradors and lizards is that we actually have a prefrontal cortex. So this is the thinking, the willpower, the discipline part of the brain. So this is the region where we can think and act for our future self. However, sometimes we allow the Labrador and lizard brain to hijack the prefrontal cortex, right? So, um, yeah. So those are the kind of the three ways in the, the, so we're gonna talk a little bit about how stimulus and response works for that automatic, emotional and thinking brain. All right. So now, how many of you feel like the problems that you have are really serious? Like there is something that really needs to be solved. There's a problem that needs to be fixed. You get stressed about it. If things aren't perfect, you're feeling like upset and anxious about it. Uh, what we're gonna talk about is this concept of living in presence versus living in drama. Now, how do you know if you're living in drama? So uh, the, the things to look for, the feelings are feeling like things are very serious. Um, you're committed to being right about something. Uh, the more serious the problem seems, usually the more drama you're bringing into it versus mindfulness, where if you're living in mindfulness, you're feeling more creative, you're feeling more engaged and energized. Problems are like these fun little games for you to solve. Um, learning something is more important than being right. And so let's talk about that for a second. So when we're talking about drama versus mindfulness, there are some different roles in the drama triangle and all the roles in the drama triangle come from this place of wanting to fix something, right? So there's three different roles. Let's look at them and see if you identify with any one of these three roles. I know I certainly do. The first role of the person who's living in drama is the hero. Heroes love to create temporary relief. They are the people who would rather give a fish than teach a fish to others. They don't want others to feel bad. They don't want themselves to feel bad. So they go around creating situations of temporary relief. So sometimes I hero myself where I'm sitting on the couch. I've had a long day. I've been trying to eat healthy, but I'm like, you know what? I deserve it. I'm just going to go and like eat that ice cream because that's, that's what I deserve. I'm going to make myself feel better. That's an example of how I could hero myself. Or maybe you're going to hero your kid where they're having trouble with their homework. And you're like, you know what, let me just do this one problem for you. You know, it's okay. Your teacher won't know, uh, you know, so those are different ways that we can hero people. 
Now, another role in the drama triangle is the villain. Villains always are looking for who is to blame. It could be an outside party. It could be yourself. Villains sometimes talk to themselves like, well, you're just so dumb. Like, if I had just been smarter, I could have figured this out. That's you being the villain to yourself. Uh, if, or you could say, you know, I shouldn't have eaten that donut. I need to work harder. You're kind of down on yourself a lot. Uh, villains are looking for who is at fault. So if you feel like you're always looking for someone to pass that buck to, maybe you're in that villain space. And then the third role in the drama triangle is the victim. This is also really, really common. Uh, victims are basically people who are at the effect of something. The world is happening to them. Um, so, you know, is it the economy that's making you the way that you are, that you're not happy with? Is it the weather? Is it your mood? Is it your body? All these different things are happening to you and you have to react to that. I remember when I was younger, um, I was in a relationship and I would just get really mad and yell. And my partner at the time would be like, why are you yelling? I'm right here. And I'd be like, because I'm mad. And it's like, you don't have to yell just because you're mad. And I learned that I was in this very reactive, like victim place. So now how do we get out of those roles? Uh, knowing that we naturally might fall into these different roles or sometimes all three roles at the time, uh, how do we shift that into being more mindful? So let's talk about the victim first. If you find that you're identifying with that victim mindset, uh, start thinking about how you can start taking responsibility um, and how to stop the complaining about what's happening to you. Being cognizant of the fact that you don't have to control the weather. You can have a good day even if it's raining outside. You can have a good day even if that person didn't pick up the phone and you weren't able to have that conversation, that you are the one in control of your outcomes. The villain can become a challenger. This is a really cool role. I love the challenger role. So as the challenger versus the victim, you bring healthy pressure to others. You're someone who might start up a debate even though it might be more peaceful not to have a conversation, but maybe you bring up new ideas. You do it in an open, playful way, um, but you're bringing healthy pressure to people to help them think about new ideas. And you're not committed to whether or not they accept those ideas, but you're challenging people and you're maybe helping them grow, but not in a way where you're expecting something back. And then the hero. The hero, instead of heroing someone, you can become the coach. Coaches don't look around looking for problems to fix. They are basically seeing everyone around them as fully empowered and you're not seeking to help these people become something better because that's what your special skill. You're basically seeking to support them in creating the life that they want the most, not the life that you want for them. So those are some little shifts to look for when you're trying to think, am I working in drama or am I, is my mind coming in a helpful place right now? All right, Gretchen. Yeah, I love that, Sarah, because I think one of the things that this program really taught me is I'd never heard about that victim villa hero triangle and realizing that I put myself in the victim mode a lot. And I also like to be the hero a lot. So how do you get out of that, right? What's the thing? What can move us to the empowerment triangle? And the biggest tool that's helped me move from the victim villain hero triangle to the empowerment triangle is a tool that Dr. Anderson created called Stop, Challenge, and Choose. Now, self-awareness is key to this tool of stop, challenge, and choose because we need to create that gap between the stimulus and the response. I don't know about you, but I used to think my brain actually told me the truth all the time. 
Now I realize that my brain is just trying to protect me. And that when it tells me that chocolate covered M&Ms or peanuts or whatever will solve all of my world's problems, it's just trying to comfort me and it's not actually true. So I need to stop, challenge that thought and then make a good choice. So sometimes we need to stop if we get, we feel triggered or we have a negative feeling or we have an unhealthy environment, just something that gives it that kind of yucky feeling. So anytime you feel that yucky feeling, something's not right, take a deep breath. Those are all signals that you should stop before you say anything or before you do anything. Dr. A sometimes says, take a deep breath, take a drink of water, right? And then um, then after you do that, then these like get aware of your sensation, like the emotions rushing through your body. And then, so stop and take a deep breath. Center yourself. Then challenge that thought or feeling. Why am I feeling this? What outcome do I actually want? And then make a choice and move forward. So making sure that you keep in mind what your goals are or what you're trying to actually accomplish. And then make that choice and then choose and then move on. And don't, um, and just move on. Like what's in the past is in the past and we're just going to move on and keep moving forward. So this tool has been so powerful in so many ways in my life. Not only has it helped me with um, emotional eating triggers, but also with just dealing with all the things we deal with in our lives, right? That where we put ourselves in the victim villa or hero triangle. Thanks, Gretchen. Yeah, I remember when I learned about Stop Challenge Tubes and it changed so many things. It sounds almost too simple to work, but practice it and it's amazing. So how do we start really getting practically um, creating these helpful mind shifts. Um, here's a couple different tips on this. One of my favorites that I mentioned a little bit before the call is habit bundling. Okay, so here's the thing. It's good to be mindful, but if we can just turn these habits, these, these things we want to do into habits, we don't even have to be mindful about it. Like how many mornings do you wake up and just walk into the bathroom and just brush your teeth? It's not like every morning you have to remind yourself. It's just part of your routine, right? So as much as we can create healthy habit bundles, it's gonna make it that much easier to actually do the things you want to do. So what are some things that you already have going on in your day that are already in place? Um, I mentioned before the call, when I take my kids to school, immediately after I drop them off, I, I go and I do my walk before I even go home because their school is right next to the park. So I drop them off, I drive a few blocks, I do my walk and I go home. And it's just become a non-negotiable. It's been really nice now that they're actually back in school that I have a reason to get up, get out the door and do that. Um, also habit bundling. Sometimes people have a hard time drinking their water. If you're on this program and you're eating six times a day, what if every time you stopped to eat, you drink? If you drank a tall glass of water every single time you ate your feelings, you would get that 80 to 100 ounces in a day and you'd have better energy, all of this. So, oh, 20 ounces with your breakfast. Good job, Amber. <laughs> so, you know, think about what habits you already have in place and just leech onto them, stick some good habits in there and see how that helps. That's been really, really helpful for me. And then recognize these habit loops. So sometimes uh, when we are doing these habits, we're kind of not plugged into why we're doing them or what the outcome is of that habit. And so as much as you can, before you do the thing, um, think about why you're doing it. I'm eating my food so I can keep stable blood sugars. And then once you do the thing afterwards, try to recognize the positive outcome from that. Hey, I just ate that meal. Now I'm good to go. I don't have to think about it. I'm going to be full and satisfied for two to three hours. I'm going to have all this energy. Um, so as much as you can recognize the why and the healthy immediate outcomes, it's going to make that habit much easier to keep going. So, um, 
you know, that mindfulness is really, really nice versus you're eating a meal in front of a TV. You don't even really recognize that you're eating it. You don't really realize when it's done. You didn't never really stopped to look at it. Um, you lose a lot of mindfulness through that. And it can make these habit routines a little bit harder. Now let's talk about commitment devices. Um, Amber, what was the commitment device you were mentioning at the beginning? Um, my brain is already fried. I can't remember. Commitment devices. Okay, so when we're talking about commitment devices, this could be something really simple, like literally a timer. You know, if you want to set something up to help you stay recognized to your habits, uh, I know for me, when I first started this program, I had to set a timer for that every two to three hours. I've been living this way now for nine plus years. I don't need a timer anymore, but um, having a commitment device just to start triggering these habits really, really can help. Um, let's see, uh, Kathleen just says, I've been using the breathing technique and it's been working. Good, the challenge checklist, the timer on my phone. Uh, oh yeah, timer on your phone, notifications that pop up on your phone. Some of you are using the Optavia app, which is awesome. That has little notifications that pop up. That's a great commitment device. Um, sometimes if you have a pet, you know, the pet needs to be walked. A pet can be a commitment device. Maybe drop in the chat some other things that you've been using as commitment devices that help you just get triggered to do these habits. Eatwise app, that's a good one. All right, now also think about an instead list. You know, if you have a habit that you want to change, um, instead of just pulling that habit out altogether and having nothing there, that vacuum will beg to be filled with something. So anytime you're trying to change or take a habit out, I would suggest create an instead list. And this instead list can be, um, okay, when I'm in the habit and suddenly I'm stressed and I go to reach for that donut, what will I do instead? Uh, I have a big list that I like to keep on my fridge of all my insteads. So when I walk into the kitchen, cause I still do, I'll wander in there when I'm stressed. Um, the first thing that is in my kitchen on my left is a big water tower with filtered water. On top of that tower, there's gum, there's tea bags. And so before I can even get to the fridge, I see that and I think, oh, right, maybe I'm just thirsty or maybe I just need like a Tic Tac in my mouth. And so that's a really nice instead for me. Um, I love to call my favorite people on the phones. So instead of stress eating, I just have a list of my trusted people that I can call and I can just say, hey, I'm having a stressful day. Can you just talk for five minutes? I just need to hear a voice. You know, so I love to do that. <laughs> um, Journaling is a great instead for me. So um, Natalie's saying she tells herself to process emotion instead. And then a final way that you can, a tip you can use to create mindful habits is think about this um, little wordplay, either ditch it, do it differently, or delegate. If something isn't working for you, ask yourself that question. Is it something you can completely ditch? Like I just stopped buying as much alcohol this year. It wasn't serving me and I don't buy it anymore. I've been buy, buying sparkling water instead. Um, is it something you can do differently? Um, is your, if your exercise isn't giving you the results you want, Maybe it's time to change up your exercise routine. Maybe it's time to join that hit class. Maybe it's time to get a buddy with you. Or is it something you can delegate? If it stresses you out to have to scrub your toilets, hire someone, guys. That's my biggest tip as a woman in 2021. Uh, what can you delegate out? Can you actually ask your kids to pick up their clothes? So um, just some questions to ask yourself. Uh, let's go ahead to the next slide. Journaling. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm glad I'm not the only one who doesn't like scrubbing toilets. Uh, but I wanted my friend Kristen to come on. Kristen and Gretchen have been working together and she has just got an amazing story uh, about, you know, what she's been able to go through to do this. So Kristen, can I turn it over to you? Of course. It is great to be here during this healthy together community time. My name is Kristen Stum, certified Optavia coach. 
And I'm excited to tell you about the transformation that happened in my life a few years ago. In December 2018, I remember standing in line at a department store getting some Christmas gifts and feeling frustrated and overwhelmed with how I looked and felt. I wasn't excited about trying on any clothes. I had recently had blood work done and my triglycerides and cholesterol were high. I felt addicted to carbs and sugar and I didn't have much confidence in knowing how to put together nutritious meals that would keep me in fat burn. I had low energy and I definitely needed improved mindset. I felt hopeless knowing where to turn. Do any of these things sound familiar? I knew I needed a simple plan and support and I remember thinking, I wish I had a health coach. My cousin had lost 60 pounds which I also needed to lose to be at a healthy weight. And I reached out to her. I didn't realize how that call would change my life. I did lose 60 pounds and it was amazing. I got excited about shopping, even wearing clothes in my own closet that I hadn't in years. I started to sleep deeply. I could do activities like high fit, mountain biking with my kids and working out with friends was fun again. I was able to postpone a knee surgery with the added weight now lessened on my joints. And I had tons of energy and my blood sugars were now all in healthy range. And I love that I was focusing on preventative health. I wish I could show you a picture of my healthy mind transformation because my brain was more overweight than my body. Our bodies will follow where our minds lead and our life will always move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. I am so grateful for the tools and resources through webinars like these. And some of you are doing are using Dr. A's Stop Challenge and Choose ebook for our two week Choose Your Heart Challenge. Also, the transformational education system with the life book helped me set micro habits that led to a lifestyle that focuses on holistic health with healthy eating, healthy sleep, healthy mindset, healthy weight, healthy surroundings and healthy activity. I learned that if you don't change the way you think about your health, it won't matter what success you see on the scale because in the long run, you'll go back to old mental habits. And this is where the real transformation happens. A healthy mindset coupled with having a simple nutritious meal plan. I am passionate now about helping others find health and hope and I've loved seeing family and friends reach their health goals and feel their best. Also, I'm five times as likely to maintain my weight if I help others. I thought of my transformation when last week my daughter's car was dead in front of my house and I got the charging cables and hooked them up to my car and gave her battery a jump. I felt like that is where I was at. My battery was dead and I needed to be awakened to a new way. And my coach gave me a jump by plugging me into a system that was simple. My hunger and cravings were low in the program. And I'm so excited that, that I now know how I can be the creator and dominant force in my life and support others in their health. I'm still choosing my heart daily. Yes, being healthy can be hard, but being unhealthy is harder. Thank you for letting me share my health journey with you. Oh my goodness. Kristen, thank you so much. You guys, those pictures are incredible. Gretchen. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kristen. And, um, like you said, Kristen's my cousin. It's always fun to see people's lives change. That's my favorite thing about being a coach. So some of you guys came to this call to learn, learn a bit, a little bit more about coaching too. So we're going to end this call, um, with some basics of what it could look like to pay it forward with others. So stick around if you're curious about any of these topics. If not, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And we're really grateful you joined us for our healthy community time and together time. And um, just can't wait to see how things go on that challenge and wish you all great luck. So, okay. Now that we are moving on to the learning a 